0: Every day we hoistle in Pilots and Pitards podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Petards podcast.
1: This is Drew. I'm the pragmatic and bleeding heart cyclops of this podcast.
0: I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny the podcast. Our mother of cat and spark plug, Liz, will be joining us soon.
2: And I'm the magically undefeated Miss Master of Spoilers and Lover of the Nobos.
0: And this is the podcast with nothing much ado about aircrafts, but potentially everything ado with the first episode of a filmic series.
1: Petard is a word. It's a real word. Um, go Google it. I'm not going to tell you what it means this week. Uh, Pilots and Petard is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community.
2: And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Public Libraries, for this ad-free listening. Thank you, Public Libraries. I'm currently listening to an audiobook downloaded by them for free and it's fantastic so thank you
1: in addition public libraries thank you for not charging me any fines for the like 18 comic books i had that were like a month overdue i don't understand how the system works but it is good to me
0: (laughs) i think drew should pay those fines
2: yeah denver public library please i have an address and a contact
0: (laughs) uh here's a real quick fuck you to crooked
1: media for your crooked piece of dads and also here's a fuck you to sam kinnison we are still tired of your shitty Friday HBO show. Go away. We are tired of you and your salty boomer takes. No one cares. Uh, contact us to sponsor a show or Slander Arrival. Both are good, and we would do
0: either for money or even just for a cool sticker you send us in the mail. And if you enjoyed today's ad-free entertainment, then you owe us. We could stack never-ending crooked ads. We could create sob stories as to why we need your hard-earned money, but we don't repay your debt by leaving us an itunes rating or tell someone else about our podcast
2: so for today's episode join us as we cast judgment and determine if the comic book inspired offbeat family action comedy umbrella academy will be hoisted or not hoisted that is the question
1: uh this is the spoiler-free minisode watch the pilot for umbrella academy if it's not hoisted and then join us in a couple days for the extended discussion also, go to our Facebook group or website to continue to join in on any or all of the conversations.
0: We want to see you out
1: there on the Facebook group or the website. So, uh, fellow Hoistlers, let's talk about some background on this show. Mo, this was your suggestion. So, what's your background with Umbrella Academy?
2: The weekend before the long President's Day weekend that my co-worker said his plans were to binge this with his girlfriend. And then I saw the preview when I was Netflix and chilling and said Ooh. Mm, this seems interesting so yeah I, i've only watched the pilot so far so how about you
0: guys yeah so actually the day before mo suggested this one zero was raving about this series oh. and he loved it he wanted us to watch it so um it was just meant to be
2: zero and i are just like eye to eye i'm
0: gonna let drew fill in some of the other background but i did read the graphic novel And I have watched the whole series as of this recording. Before this show came out, I knew that this property was a comic book-related show.
1: I don't think it's an indie comic, but I think it's like... It's Dark Horse. Oh, it's Dark Horse. Okay, so that's not exactly an indie comic, but that's not one of the big two companies. Um, But basically, um, I heard good things about the comic, uh, but when I picked it up, the art style really wasn't my thing. It's kind of an offbeat comic, and it also has a really unique art style. That kind of, I guess, compliments how weird the comic is supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I might go back and read it, though. And it's also a little bit famous because the singer from My Chemical Romance, the lead singer, is the author of this comic. And the creator of Umbrella Academy.
0: I gave it two out of five stars on Goodreads. Okay. Maybe
1: I won't go back and read it. So, Jimbo, why don't you hit us with a two-sentence summary of that pilot episode?
0: 43 women had a spontaneous, immaculate conception in 1989. For some reason, six or seven of them became superhero kids. Will the Umbrella Academy save something? Stay tuned to find out if you should give a steaming pile of crap. So, Hoisters, we're going to move into part one. We're going to do highs, lows. We're going to stay mostly spoiler-free. And then we're going to cast our judgment.
2: I really enjoyed the intro. I thought with the whole premise of this immaculate conception, there's so many different ways this could have started with people being like mid-labor or whatever. But it was just very clever and unexpected, in my opinion. And you didn't really know what was happening. It wasn't predictable, I guess I should say. So I thought the intro was really strong and intriguing and pulled you in just from the get-go.
1: I liked it, too, because there were some serious... I hope I'm getting the director right. I think it's Wes Anderson... Um, like kind of a Royal Tannenbaums, like kind of quirky, offbeat, Uh you know, like upbeat music type intro. So yeah, Mo, I was with you. Like this show kind of like started you off, like just moving quickly. And I enjoyed
0: that.
2: Yeah. They didn't waste much time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I really liked the intro the first time I watched it on my second viewing. I I thought it dragged a little bit, but I mean, I, but I'm, you know, I'm still going to go with my original intro experience and I think it's really cool because, you know, we already said there's 43 women. Like people make a big deal out of God doing one immaculate conception, dude. Forty three, crazy. Forty three times better. That's,
1: yeah, that's a good point. If you think about it, <laughs> Umbrella Academy is forty three times better than the Bible. It's
2: like forty three Jesuses.
1: At exactly. least forty three times better than the Gospels. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Gospels are only half of the Bible, so in a way, this show is eighty six times better. Eighty six times better. Yeah. Than the Bible. Wow.
0: And if we if we want to consider that the Gospels are only four of the, probably not, now I'm guessing fifty chapters. Sure. I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 difficult to calculate how much better this is than the Gospels, but it's in there somewhere—a number between zero but and I infinity. Guess
2: we might be, I'm going off topic here, but did the Virgin Mary? carry jesus for nine months or did she just spontaneously give birth like the way they did on the show
0: that's a good question so it might be because if she did nine months and these people only did like nine minutes
2: I right. might change the level
1: yeah then that's a six by nine <laughs> this became a math podcast and i like it
0: if fitz didn't hate us so much for for bashing on the gospels he would probably do the math for this one
1: <laughs> he might still do it
0: out of spite <laughs>
1: um i i have a high um Man, the production quality on these Netflix shows is insane. Yeah. Like, there's so many cool camera tricks. They're optioning a lot of good music, um, and then the biggest one was the CGI ape.
2: Dude, so um, cool. Oh my God,
1: Mr. Pogo looks like real, really good CGI. Like Andy Serkis
0: came in or something. Gollum oh. and all the monkeys from Planet of the
1: Apes and
0: Mowgli. Of, you just said the monkeys from Planet of the Apes, Drew. Come on, listen to yourself.
1: There were monkeys in Planet of the Apes. They're also apes.
0: I don't know if there was, actually.
1: Uh, there were totally... In in the remake with Matt Reeves, there's totally monkeys. There's an orangutan who hangs out. It's not all just... An orangutan
0: is an ape, dude. Yeah, it's a different type of ape. <laughs> That's like calling a human a monkey.
1: Human is a monkey. DNA we is have, remarkably we close. We have
2: a shared ancestor.
1: There we go.
0: Jimbo, do you want to talk about the ape? <laughs> no
1: pogo
2: was so cool though
0: i was gonna make make a comment about the um quality of of uh, the show our buddy jack wilson from the history of literature podcast recently did a an episode on the oscars and his guest was talking about how kind of the oscars of for this decade like the movies suck and they're saying because like streaming is kind of taking away like a lot of those like really cool things that the seventies movies were doing is kind of some of the stuff that the streaming services are starting to pick up. So I think there is maybe a shift in in entertainment where we're going to see like really high production value from these streaming sites. Roma was on Netflix. Roma was really
2: great. Best picture. That was good.
1: Oh,
0: I want to watch it. Is it a
1: downer? It's,
2: it's yeah. It's a very, it's like very much a st- like a story, not too much action and just emotional but beautiful,
0: mm. it's
2: beautiful. It's like heart.
0: So it's it's like an Oscar-ish movie. All right, who's got a low point? I have a few low low points. I'm gonna say Luther, Diego, Allison, and Vanya.
2: Like all of them, <laughs> all all of them except
1: half the family. Yeah, who who does that leave? Who you think doesn't suck? Of the
0: of the it just academy? leaves number
1: five, and Klaus. Klaus
0: doesn't suck. And number five oh, do- Klaus doesn't is suck. So yeah. cool. Yeah,
2: Klaus, Klaus is too real.
0: Five. No, you're not gonna find them in my high points though. They're not high points, they just don't suck.
1: Really? I like five and closs. They would be in my high points. Not for the pilot. Uh spoiler, I've watched more of the show and I like both of those characters.
0: Well, they're not in your high their high points. To
2: go off of what um you're saying, Jimbo
1: it's
0: based on the pilot. Sorry, Mel.
2: That's okay. The tension between the characters, instead of being like helping the plot along, that it actually makes me more disinterested in the characters and their dynamics, if that makes sense. I don't know whatever happened in the past obviously something happened but the the way they fight is just annoying to me the tension is just annoying but that's the parts of those characters I didn't like Diego and the big
1: one Luther
0: Yeah and that's I mean that's kind of all we have to go off like this the pilot the characters they're introduced really well I think but they're not developed all that Thoroughly, I guess, which is fine. It's, it is the pilot; like we we introduce them, and that's most important. But the development is all around their family tension and violence.
1: I'll say is too. Um, when the Umbrella Academy of kids are introduced in like the first episode, the powers are confusing. Like it's a really cool, like I think it's a really cool visualization of Allison's powers, but everyone else's powers are kind of hard to. F- Figure out and then when they're all young kids, even though some of the kids are different ethnicities, like those masks and the uniforms make it hard to tell them apart. So, yeah, the fighting wasn't very helpful if you were trying to figure out who is who. But, I mean, I still like the pilot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. I mean,
1: it's it's a good pilot. All right. So this was a Jimbo high point. This is also a, um, one of my high points. Um, man, I love that scene where they're all dancing to that Tiffany song and then, yeah. like, they just pull back and pull back and pull back until you can see, like, the hollowed out inside of the house and every single character at the same time. That's got to be, like, lifted straight
0: from the comic, but it's still a great shot. Yeah,
2: I thought the same thing, that this is just exactly some somewhere in the comic that it's drawn.
0: Yeah, dang it. You know what? I, d- I did just read that comic, and I they definitely didn't dance like they did, but th- there must have been, like, a panel shot of that.
2: Some of them had some... Pretty decent moves. I think Luther was struggling.
0: <laughs> so I actually went back and watched Tiffany's. I think you're. I think we're alone now. Music video, because I was curious if they were actually doing a parody of it. And not really. There was a couple mo- movements that some of the characters were doing that were similar to her in her music video. But her music video was like a typical '80s music video where it's just the singer hanging out places and like being a singer. Nice. Not nice. sucked. So. Oh what! God, that music video is boring, Jimbo. dude. It, it will not be in the Petardar. I mean, I can piggyback off Drew. the The dance video part of the pilot was was really cool. Even though, if the, if that's all you watch, you like this show is going to be so cheesy. But but it, but it was fun. Like it fit in well. Yeah, I'll
1: say that. Like it it fit with the tone of the show, and it kind of made everyone endearing. You know, because you're meeting a big cast of characters. And they were all just kind of vulnerable, like even Luther's like shitty
0: dancing. I'll I'll, I'll say one more thing for uh, the highs. There's there's a lot of clues, and there are a lot of details in the pilot episode that someone could come back to on like a rewatch that that make it that make it re- you know rewarding. Let me finish with with uh, my last low. There's two main conflicts. I like. The second one, the, the closing conflict, the first conflict or the, you know, the mystery conflict, I don't like. And we don't really have to elaborate on it if, if you guys don't have anything to add.
2: We can dive, dive deeper in the spoiler section.
0: All right. So, Hoisters, we are going to move into the watch or rewatch. So, I already mentioned I've already watched it. Is Mo going to watch it?
2: Yeah, I've only watched the pilot, so we could record. I could record without bias, and you guys are going to hit me hard with those spoilers.
0: I can try and lay off you.
2: Eh, it's all right. I mean, you know, I've, I've done it to you all. <laughs> but yeah, so I will be watching it.
0: I'm on episode eight. I'm going to say this, listeners. I already watched the series, so I know this may sound a bit hypocritical, But I would recommend that you don't watch it. I think this series is everything I hate about TV and storytelling. (laughs) Go, keep
1: going, Jimbo. Don't stop.
0: (laughs) I mean, the conflict between the characters are just so childish. Like, all these, it seems like a 13 year old wrote the dialogue for our main characters. And then there's so much, there's so much like intentionally left out information like a character could very easily just like give one sentence of something they know and then for some reason that makes absolutely no sense they don't and so all these conflicts are exaggerated by poor communication just over and over and over and the whole series is just like a series of miscommunications to the point where it's like so annoying that i hate it fair enough
2: Yet, yet, Jimbo watched the whole thing, listeners. Just I did. Remember this.
1: <laughs> uh, There's I, reasons I, I'm why, watching the so. whole thing, and I did not hate
0: it as much okay, as Jimbo. I'm
2: not. I'm not invested in. That's fine. I mean, anybody, anybody watching yeah, some, it anyway. Some
0: people can get past those things. For me, it's so it's so difficult. But uh, yeah, you know, I watched it with Mrs. Nomalis, and Zero needed some interpretation help. So everything I watch is based off of Mrs. Nomalous and Zero. Uh, so Hoistlers,
1: um, we are now at the part of the show where we are going to decide whether we're going to hoist this show, which is bad. Again, don't forget that definition of petard you looked up, or we're going to not hoist this show. Good. We liked it. Jimbo, you gave us quite a soliloquy about the rest of the series. How do you feel about the pilot?
0: The pilot is good. This, this is a strong pilot. It's all downhill from here.
1: It's not hoist. Not Um, hoist.
0: I'm not (laughs) hoisting
2: it.
1: Cool. Then by unanimous decision, this is a not hoist. And Mo, what's the next segment?
2: Our next segment is (laughs) quest for the best or the put it anywhere but there, guys.
1: There you go. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we uh, are ranking all of the pilots that we have watched thus far. And on this ever-growing list, which you can find on our website, we have number one. The End of the Effing World, also available on Netflix. Uh, And then we have number 71, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the pilot plays on repeat in Hell. So,
0: where are we at, guys? I'm thinking around Big Little Lies below, definitely below Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, is that what we're doing? This is number 22 in between Big Little Lies and It's Always Sunny? Yep, sounds like it.
2: That feels pretty high for how strongly you felt about it.
0: Mo. i just said the pilot was good oh right
1: that's true the uh the the quest the quest for the best and worst series is going to come after our 200th episode mo
0: we're going to revamp the
2: list <laughs> <Nine>.
0: <laughs> if we were grading series this list would look a lot different like even Into the effing world was not that great of a series yeah but uh x-men animated series actually the x-men animated series really fell off too yeah yeah i mean most Most of these series are actually, they'd all be tied for like just absolute garbage. Oh, Rick and Morty got stronger as the seasons went on.
1: I'm going to put Pickle Rick in the Petardar.
0: Okay, so now (laughs) we're going to move into our Petardar. For any new listeners, these are recommendations based on today's conversation and viewing of the pilot. So I'm going to recommend another Netflix movie, What Happened to Monday. What Happened to Monday is a similar ish themed movie. Not necessarily Apocalypse, but, you know, there's, there's a bunch of killing and stuff. And there's seven main characters that are superhero-ish. Um, I picked two uh, comics that I think
1: are not exactly similar in – I mean, they're similar because they're just not superhero comics. Um, so I picked Morning Glories, which I think is a cool, like, quasi-mystery comic about, you know, young people being trained for something. Um, and then I picked Deadly Class. I still really like that comic. Um, and I think you should read it more so than Umbrella Academy. Also, go watch the episode of Rick and Morty Pickle Rick. Um, third season, best episode of the series, fits. Um, hit me up on the, uh, the G-chat. We should talk about it. Mo, how about you?
2: Just, you know, thinking on the fly, this pilot gave me X-Men vibes. So I'm going to go ahead and put that on the Patardar, any and all X-Men
1: so this concludes the minisode for Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Join us in a few days for the extended discussion where we let the spoilers flow like wine, no. except this time Mo is not watching. <laughs> I know, she said. We will dive deeper into the story and some themes. Follow our blog, um, petards.com, Go to our Twitter or Facebook groups. Check out Jake Drew, who did our intro and outro music. Um, every day we hoistland. Pilots and Petards Out.